Welcome, I'm Sabine from Tower Wisdom, your podcast for soul growth and healing. You are a truly magnificent being and I'm bringing to you knowledge and insight from different healing modalities to help you to be a powerful, light-filled creator of your life. Hello, welcome everybody on this beautiful spring day in the Northern Hemisphere and here in Amsterdam. We just have such an explosion of beautiful, beautiful spring energy that can be seen and felt everywhere. And I just had a walk in the sun and a lot of inspiration to do this podcast with you. So first, what is new? I posted another video. It's on group consciousness you can find it on my youtube channel tao wisdom it's part of the video series on building the new earth and i'm talking about how we move from individual consciousness into group consciousness currently and what that means for you for everyday life now let's get into this episode and today i want to have a brainstorm with you <laughs> a brainstorm in form of a podcast about how we can all start to go slower. Now, the podcast came out as an inspiration because I'm getting this message over and over again. And when I'm saying I'm getting messages, what does it mean? Um, I'm obviously um, in constant contact with my own soul and with my soul guides and get a lot of messages through that. And I have a podcast out called Soul Communication where you can um, listen about all the different ways how your soul speaks with you and how your guides speak with you. Now, um, I'm also often in communication with um, the energy around me, the energy of the moon, of the sun, the general energy coming in and also the energy of the earth. And when I say in communication, I mean that energy always we often just see the quantitative quality of energy like if you look at the moon we know the moon is obviously impacting the growth of plants it's impacting the uh, tides the oceans um it's impacting a lot of other things but every energy also has a qualitative aspect and that qualitative aspect is what I'm going into a conversation with and then I'm basically just decoding the information into words and into a message that or sometimes it um, the moon sun tells me like a beautiful story and then again that story has a message in itself and that it asks me to give further now this um, message that we are ought to go slower started with really with a video I saw about a prophecy from the Hopi and the Hopi is an indigenous civilization and this was one of the many many prophecies that are out there from all the um, advanced civilization that have been living on our earth including indigenous civilizations that have lived and are living still in group consciousness that are able to actually again decode information from the universe from other galactic civilizations in the universe and are therefore uh, able to see the uh, progression and sort of not just see the future but see the 
um, cycles that humanity is in and that Earth is in and therefore can make predictions. So there's many predictions out about this time where we are going through great um, tumult in order to really lift consciousness on this planet and really start again living from coop consciousness so living again from an awareness that we are connected to nature that our thoughts our emotions impact each other that we are connected to everybody around us that we really live in unity and um, the message that they've been saying so they've been very specifically and that was i think it was from the 80s um, they've been very specifically talked about the time I think we find ourselves in now with great turmoil and they're saying, which we're seeing everywhere, time is speeding up, speeding up, speeding up. And if you don't want to be totally um, swooped away in this speeding up, if you don't want to basically go down, go under <laughs> in this massive amount of force, you need to go slow. And then I'm getting this message after I watched this. And then weeks later, I'm getting this message again in different ways, like in either um, voice I'm hearing or, for instance, um, the other day I saw so many snails, <laughs> snails everywhere. And obviously um, birds, not birds, um, animals, birds included, but this is not a bird, a snail, but uh, animals are a messenger. They're bringing us messengers and... Um, the snails stand for again going slow and as I understood it's a personal message for me but it is really also a message for the collective and therefore I'm talking to you about this and as you as we can all observe the time or uh, development has been really speeding up especially in the last 150 years if you just think about how life, how everyday life has changed, how um, how much, um, I wouldn't actually say progress, <laughs> because I, I don't personally perceive it as progress, but um, how much technology has developed, how fast our life has become, how mobile we have become from in the past. I mean, my parents, they were still working all their life in the same job, in the same company. Now, this is totally not any more acceptable now you change job and even with sometimes company every couple of years you move around you're mobile you move to different um, countries different continents even which again hasn't happened in the past to this extent we are traveling all the time apart from <laughs> when we are locked down somewhere but apart from that I mean we are traveling non-stop we are consuming content non-stop especially with the internet we are really in um have non-stop a non-stop flow of information out on us and sometimes i see these pictures right where people are saying yeah you know what's wrong with everybody sitting with their phone in the tram or metro like if you look back i don't know 50 years everybody said with um a newspaper and yes that is true but you also need to consider that the amount of stimuli that's coming in from a newspaper to you is much, much less the amount than compared to the amount of stimulus you're getting when you're watching a video on your phone. So it is different. It is really different. And 
we've just also seen this, I think, in the last, I mean, we got this break because of the lockdowns. I felt we got a little bit of break of 2020, but I feel since then, especially since we've been opening up, time has really accelerated tremendously. And there is this real notion of we need to make up <laughs> what we have missed. And I personally don't have this notion at all because I actually learned to slow down um, and take this as a permanent concept into my life. But I sometimes really feel how I'm getting part of this massive, like it's like a wave that is almost like, like a very destructive amount of water that's rushing, rushing through everywhere. And that's just really, that's going to take you as part of it. And you're going to like lose yourself into it. And so this um, speeding up of time is really, I mean, we've seen this. And then the other thing is, of course, that we are incredible young. So if you take the yin and yang concept, the yang is really the activity, the fire, the sun, the yin is more the rest, calm, um, um, deep, yeah, internal, internal thinking. So um, we are very young and we see this again, we are connected right to earth. So this is within us, we see this within um, the human population, but we've also seen this on earth overall that our temperatures are rising, literally, right? We are having this young fire expression on our planet, the temperature is rising. We are seeing all these natural disasters related to so much young energy, like earthquakes, like forest fires, like... Um, even downpours of uh, rain that we are having right now in certain parts of the world. It's all so much, so much young energy. And we see this within ourselves as us being always, always busy, always active, as us being um, in conflict, as us having wars, but also being in conflict with ourselves, with... Um, others and the only way to counterbalance that the only way is really to put a break on it to put a break and start okay we need to start going slower and this is also the only way um, how you can bring your own health into balance again and then bringing the earth into balance is by really counteracting that speed of young energy <laughs> that force and start to go slower. So now let's uh, brainstorm a little bit about how. How can we can actually go slower in this very fast dynamic world? And the first thing that comes to my mind about going slower is um, starting to live again with the natural cycles of the seasons. And again, we are connected to nature we are nature <laughs> we are part of nature and therefore it is just in our interest in just for us to keep our balance to go natural with the energy that we find in every season and the energy for instance that we find in the winter season is that of slowing down doing less um, becoming more internal doing more reflection, staying at home, sleeping earlier, sleeping more, 
having less activities. And then again, what we have now in spring is that um, now the energy, now the energy really starts rising. Now we really have this push, this force, and we can go with this, right? Now is the time to go out again, do a lot of activities, do your more um, intense um, workouts, uh, meet people again, have your launch your projects, have ideas, make plans for this year, start action. <laughs> That is the time now. And what you may find, what I personally actually also, I really overdid it this winter. I just did too much, especially studying. <laughs> I had, I did too much studying. Um, and now I feel burned out in spring, which shouldn't be the case. In spring, you should be crawling out of your bed and you should be feeling full of energy. But what we are seeing, what we are having sometimes is this kind of spring tiredness. And that is actually from you not resting enough in autumn and especially in winter. Now, with spring, we are allowed to be all active again. And then going also into summer. Summer is the um, maximum of young energy. That is really the height where we can just party <laughs> and meet everybody and have fun and have barbecues and um, be very active and do sports all the time and just really enjoy life, be out there with the sun, enjoy the sun. And then autumn again, we started to slow down. We start to, this is the harvest season, mate. We start to look at all our projects and all our achievements and start to reflect on the year and start to just be grateful for everything we have accomplished and we have in life. And then in winter, ideally, we do nothing. Not nothing, but we really, really take time for um, just internal, internal sort of um, internal reflection, internal growth and rest. And as you know, we are, um, we haven't quite designed society <laughs> like that, especially if you work in the corporate world. But I mean, in your private life, you have all power, you have all control. To go more with the season and to really also feel that energy more and go more along with that natural flow of energy. So this is one area where we can really go slower again is going with the season. Another area is about um, our adjusting our expectations and adjusting our perception of achievement because when you think about why are we sometimes so active why are we just always doing 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 and to me there is there's a couple of reasons for it one reason could be that um, you or me or we are not ready to actually do internal work like we are active to sort of mask um, dealing with our emotions and dealing with uh, pains, like really areas that need healing. So really going more introspective, going more into ourselves and um, attending to this inner kingdom because you need to understand that everything, actually everything you need in life is within you, everything. 
like you have insight especially in your heart space and in a lot of the meditations I do the guided meditations they work with that heart space you have such an inner kingdom such a rich rich world a really rich world that is just full of all the beauty all the glory that you are that is full of your dreams full of your aspiration in life full of your ideas full of your passion and that is also full of dark your darkness <laughs> that is i've listened to this podcast yesterday from a line within and it was so beautiful she was interviewing um one of her sort of one of the students of the akashic records and that student was saying that she could see in her face the different energies that we are carrying within so she could see an eagle like a bird flying having this top-down view and then dropping messages so this is we are getting messages all the time right we're getting messages from the galactic we're getting messages from the earth the other face she saw was that of the maternal mother the mother who's just going and with such a power such a strength through life and overcoming any obstacles and then kissing a child that she comes across on the way like kissing on the forehead a mother that she comes across just has absolute maternal love for life for creation that is we are we are part of life and of creation and when you start to connect to your true self you will find such a love such an appreciation for life and this is an energy we all have inside and the other face she saw of that of the snake and the snake she had a hard time sort of connecting to because obviously that's a more like an what we would perceive as a dangerous or ugly sort of side of us but the snake is also that is um, the parts we have within us right that is our darkness but but that is also the part the snake is shedding its skin that we are constantly shedding and we are constantly transforming and it is part of all of us all these three different types of energies this that we are soul that we are connected we are getting messages that we have this true maternal love for life and this power power to bring actually life into this world also to bring creation into this world i'm not just saying you don't have to be a woman and um, birth children but you know this energy is within all of us this is also within man and this just comes out as creative being creative as creation and uh, this womb energy and um and then of obviously also our um the snake our darker sides our um, shadows that we carry from previous lives that we um, carry from the mission we had why we came here on this planet right now what, what we wanted to learn like all these darker sides are part of us and these darker sides ideally if we really want to grow as a soul here we need to attend to these darker sides we need to understand them so we can shed the skin we can transform them and so sometimes I see busyness in people simply because they do not really want to face that internal world. Or they, are, um, they might not want to face the darker sides, but they also 
maybe disconnected from the beauty because as I said there is so much love for life and love for creation they're disconnected from the beauty that is within them so they're trying to find um everything that they have within like they're trying to find appreciation for themselves they're trying to find love they're trying to find uh, recognition from the outside and so therefore they are busy that they are on to trying to prove themselves to trying to achieve things while it is really so worthwhile it is so worthwhile to connect to the internal and to just discover that inner rich kingdom that you have and then to marvel within it and sometimes i see it in people when they start discovering this rich inner kingdom um they're so um busy with that that they don't really want to be on the outside anymore like they become not dysfunctional but they don't uh, uh, <laughs> they're not active anymore like they don't I want to know what to put forward in work and stuff so it's it's a balance again right you shouldn't be also all, all the time only be in your inner kingdom no you also came here right as a physical being that is supposed to do something so you we need to find a balance between being active and being um resting really resting and we kind of have um i don't know it's gotten like a bad uh, a, a bad reputation to rest like even the idea to just sit on your couch and do nothing nothing not look on your phone because when you look on the phone you are again you are in the external right you are getting information again into your system you are not really connecting with yourself but you just sit on the couch and do nothing just look outside the window think of the world listen maybe to music you know music is just actually so oh, music is so healing so inspiring is such an important part of our experience uh, of society of who we are of the fabric we are like I've been reading a lot of books lately on sound and sound healing and um, listen to um, talks on that and I find this idea you know that um the you can actually listen there's music right in the universe like the earth has a song so do all the organs the organs all all our cells they are having a song and this idea is that the cell is not just giving further electric impulses no what the cell is actually giving further is a wavelength is music and that then translates into electric impulses so music is really is the fabric of who we are and I find this so beautiful and that's what I'm saying. This inner kingdom is listening to your song, your music, <laughs> the one that you're producing and that you are. But then also, of course, going out again and sharing that song with the wider world because you are here to share your beauty. You are here to show up and be in all your magnificence and uh, have used your creativity to put something amazing forward into this world. Now again, this so this finding this balance between inner work and um, outer work and outer busyness is important. And sometimes I see us being so busy on the outside, not necessarily because we're trying to avoid avoid the inner side, but because simply um, as part of our culture of society, that is what we have learned, and because we are always so conditioned 
to think that doing and achieving is what defines you as a human being and that um, you only show your worth, you only prove your worth <laughs> if you are achieving stuff and if you're doing stuff. And here you really have to become friend with the idea that you are enough for what you are and that being being here is enough there is absolutely absolutely nothing nothing nada that you have to prove and do in this lifetime just being here you came here to be here to experience the magnificent the magnificence of this planet this beautiful beautiful planet earth and then this magnificence of being a human being right with all the emotions like all of them the good ones the bad ones i mean we say they are good and bad but they're just they're just all there they're all valid and with everything we can do with our physical body right with how we connect to others you just came here to experience that you didn't come here for anything else really and of course, if you are then tapping into your creative power, yes, of course, there's things that you want to maybe put forth, projects and um, work that you want to achieve. But in the end, it doesn't matter. Really, when you die, and I say this from meditation that I've done uh, to go back to a sort of a state, what it is like if once you die, you know, what you experience as a soul. And I discover you because these concepts like that you are enough. This is a great concept that's, of course, everywhere in the spiritual world. But in order for this to actually become something, you need to do some internal work. You need to feel this for yourself. So I really highly, highly recommend you do some meditations, connect to yourself. Or do it maybe in other ways. Some people, they, you know, not we don't all, all have to sit in meditation. But some people just, they feel their own... Um, their wholeness, the wholeness that they are, maybe when they listen to music, maybe when they're just out on a walk, maybe when they're just sitting quietly playing with their kids. When, but to really um, feel that wholeness, that you are whole, just when you came here, you know, you are already complete. You are complete in what you are, in who you are. And to feel this, and then to know that it doesn't really matter what you do. <laughs> really, there's sometimes I'm thinking, what is the difference between a person who is like, let's say, a really big spiritual teacher who is a big Instagram celebrity and who is touching up on millions of lives and someone who's working in a bar? Honestly, zero difference. Or a bus driver. Look, the bus driver, let's take the bus driver. You know, both people like that Instagram um spiritual celebrity and the bus driver they both touch up on the lives of many many people they both um hopefully <laughs> improve the life of many many lives of many many people the bus driver actually has a very important task right because a he's bringing people safely from point a to point b b he's bringing comfort to people because they don't have to drive themselves in their car they can just sit in a bus they can read a book, watch a uh, log on their phone, whatever, enjoy the time, talk to others. Um, he's also, I mean, I remember when I was going to school in the school bus, right? It does make totally a difference if you have a bus driver who's just uh, nice and smiling and chatting and nice to the kids, right? Or if you have someone crumpy. 
So how he is, is touching up on so many lives. The same, um, hopefully, with that <laughs> Instagram celebrity spiritual teacher, the kind of concepts that person shares and the hope the person might bring with their whatever in the Facebook lives or whatever is touching up on a lot of people. Um, the question though you need to ask yourself also is for both of them, are they really enjoying what they're doing? Because that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what you do. All that matters is do you enjoy what you do? How do you do that? Because that bus driver that's actually feeling like the the importance he has, you know, feeling that, oh yeah, you know, I'm important. I'm bringing people safely from A to B. I'm uh, in the morning when a lot of people are just so tired and grumpy. I'm smiling at them. So they start in, in a good way in a day, you know, he has importance or he's, um, if in a community, right, everybody knows each other. He has a chat with people going on the bus because he knows them. He asks them when they come back from work. Hey, how was your day? You know, um, he's touched on up and uh, upon so many lives in such a profound, important, good way, you know, and then again, that Instagram celebrity, are they only posting things because they feel they have to, you know, or are they actually really being creative all the time and enjoying what they are doing? And that brings me back to um, busyness and achieving, right? Sometimes, especially if you become successful in what you do, what you do can start to own you. And then you feel just, I have to do certain things because it seems like it's expected for me. So let's say you have a lot of followers. You might think like, hey, I have to post every day because, you know, I have a lot of followers. I have some sort of responsibility. Um, I'm famous. I, I need to say something. But the question is then, are you, what you're posting, is that just stuff you're picking up from others, you're reading from others, or is that actually original content? Because to me, honestly, like I made a piece of myself that I'm only posting if I actually really got a message that's um, for the collective, or if I um, get some sort of inspiration, if I have basically original thought that's coming from me. Because I realized there is just so much fluff in this world, like in content, there's some great content out there, but there's just a lot of, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff without substance out there. Because um, us just repeating what other people are saying isn't creative. <laughs> no, like I really think that we need to come, stuff needs to come from ourselves, from original thought, because at least it needs to be our own truth. And to cultivate our own truth and things, it needs time. Like really, for instance, also if you are a healer, um, the people that I'm uh, following within the world of East Asian medicine and also in the world of um, energy healing, they are old. They are old because they have really done their years of experience. They are actually, they can, I can trust what they are saying because they are speaking from experience. They have taken concept that they, concepts that they maybe read someday or learned somewhere and have internalized them and have really like worked with that, either with patients or with themselves. And then now they're speaking from their own truth. They're actually putting original content out there. And 
that takes time and in any profession if you are like a baker or if you are a piano player or if you are um I don't know if you design uh, software, whatever you're doing. Becoming good usually takes time. And yes, there are some young people out there who are... Um, because young people, as I'm saying, I also have a podcast out there about the new children. Their energy system is different. So it's more... A lot of the new children energy system is different because it's more... Um, already more adjusted to the kind of group consciousness we're going into and so they are quite um, easily connected actually to collective wisdom and to their messages so there if you see some young people out there who are wise they are wise definitely beyond their age and they're putting out good, good content but but <laughs> in general there's also a lot of nonsense out there and um, in general it takes time it takes time to master things and we should allow ourselves this time. We really should allow ourselves this time and, and this comes back to our expectations. We have we are sometimes so busy now, we are so active because we think we have to achieve some everything in very short time. Like we have to make a great career in short time and I do understand, I was also working in the business world, there is a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure because there is such an emphasis on always hiring young people and not really appreciating um, older workers. And this is, I think this is an issue we have in society that we do not appreciate enough elderly and we do not appreciate the amount of wisdom they are having simply from life experience. So I think this is something I really hope as society we are moving again into um, into a society where we do appreciate elderly better. But there is there is a real push in the um, corporate world to really make your career in short time and in young time. But on the other hand, you can always ask yourself, you know, um, do I really have to be part of this red race? You know, or do I actually can allow myself to cultivate, <laughs> to take time and cultivate greatness and allow myself to really become an accomplished person when I am much older. And really, and even with all the, if you're very creative and all the projects you want to put forward into this life, if you are self-employed or whatever, you can also allow yourself. You don't have to achieve everything in one or two years. And sometimes we see that, we see this because the idols we are having, right? They seem to achieve everything in such a short time. Um, but I also see many people who are really good, who are really actually good at what they're doing. Because among the idols, you also need to understand, or you can see for yourself, there is just a lot of nonsense and a lot of fluff. <laughs> so among the people that are really good, I see the majority of them, really 90% of them have years of experience and they have taken their time. They um, have understood that they don't necessarily need to rush into being famous or being accomplished or knowing everything. And I can tell you when you allow yourself to go slower, also in your professional life and you say, you know what? this is interesting me, I maybe want to learn this or I want to have this um, other job, but I take time for it. 
it gives you just so much freedom. Oh my god, the amount of freedom. And I can really speak for this myself because I'm really a, a little bit of, I was always a high achiever and I always was learning, learning so much and doing all these courses and all these certificates and diplomas. And um, I really, this year, I really so much realized, beginning to see, I totally overdid it. <laughs> Chinese medicine I totally overdid everything I tried to learn within my three-year acupuncture degree and I don't have to I really don't have to I have a lifetime I have 30 or 40 more years to become really good at what I'm doing and um, I can allow myself I can allow myself to do that and I can enjoy the present moment and the present moment if we want to start to go slow the present moment really can become our friend because going fast actually is often because our focus is out there in the future it's oh this is what i want to achieve this is what i want to do this is at the end of the year what i said like i wanted to become i don't know like run these and these marathons lose this amount of weight uh, um, i don't know have gotten a new job or or whatever it can be but if you are in the present moment and saying, okay, right now I'm standing here. And right now I am taking the time for myself. Right now I am acknowledging, acknowledging that I'm going slow, that I need time for things, that I need breaks, that I can, I really can afford the luxury <laughs> Of doing things slower and achieving less the present moment really starts to become your friend because then you start to enjoy the phase you are in and that phase might be just a learner or um, yeah on your path the face like we always there's a saying right the path is no what is the saying exactly the um, the finish line is the path. No, anyway, I think you know what I mean. <laughs> that it's not about the finishing state. It's about the path you are on. And really being in the present moment and enjoying that path that you are going. And coming back to the present moment, some of the things that can help you to be more in the present moment and not always in the future or sometimes you're in the past a lot, but with achievements we are often always in the future is that you make small breaks in your day where you really just for a couple of seconds 30 seconds you do nothing and you can do this by for instance just if your mind is so active you can do this by just counting <laughs> count to 30 and just whew, stand there just stop whatever you're doing you know stop with the dishes stop with um the work, stuff forever and just take a break and count, maybe focus on your breathing, take like ideally, of course, if you're connected to your breathing, that's amazing, like count on an inhale of six, we can do this right now actually, so you just take a break, inhale of six, then you hold your breath of four, and then you exhale on seven. Again, you inhale with a count of six. 
You hold for four counts. You exhale on seven. One more time. Inhale, count of six. You hold. And you slowly exhale. <sighs> nice. And do you feel that? How you just resetting, how you reset yourself? You nourish your heart, your lungs. And you just come back into that present moment. And sometimes it's just good to simply recognize that we are living in such a fast time and that alone this speed that we are living with has a lot of impact on you and has an impact on your health and that alone with that with everything that is happening in the world and this has been especially in the last two years happening you can allow yourself to take more time for yourself and to just sometimes put breaks in and to adjust your expectation to the fact that you are totally enough you're enough there's nothing you have to achieve in a rush and even for the magnificent projects that you're having and that you want to put forward you can do it you can take your time <laughs> you can really take your time and make it a life's mission rather than a mission of one or two years. And another thing I wanted to mention is that sometimes, of course, the pressure from the outside to do a lot and to define yourself over what you're doing and the achievements you have gathered is very, is a lot. Like when we were in the US, I felt um, there in certain Social groups, there is a huge amount of pressure on children, even the idea that children need to have a CV before they go into college. Um, there's a lot of pressure on people, you know, advancing their career. In Asia, it's even tougher in certain places in Asia. And of course, if you are part of that culture, I mean, what some people do, some people just say, okay, I move, you know, I move somewhere else. Like, for instance, that's the reason why some expats are living in the Netherlands because there is a bigger uh, work-life balance. There is less pressure on kids especially. Um, there's just less focus on achievement. Um, but obviously that's not um, the solution <laughs> for everybody to move to a place where life is slower. Um Sometimes you are, I mean, you are in those um, constructs, you are in that culture. And then what I could recommend to you is to at least do things that you enjoy. So if you have, if you have to say, oh, I need to get, I don't know, more certificates um, to boost my CV or um, more activities in my spare time, at least do the stuff that you enjoy. I can tell you there's nothing worse like I had to do when I was little. Um, of course, I was doing like um, past some activities like sports and um, music instruments like everybody else. 
but I had I did the ones that my mother wanted um, me to do because she couldn't do it um, and I absolutely hated it I hated it <laughs> I had to do ballet I so hated it I was uh, getting piano lessons I Oh, totally did nothing you know just trying to always find a way to skip classes like just hated it and the only thing I learned from that experience is that a I will never force my children to do something that they don't want and don't like I don't see any benefit in life for that um, and b to simply just do the things that you really enjoy you know and if you um if you build a career and just do it in a field that you enjoy you know if you're working hard if you feel you need to get another degree for something do it again in a field that you enjoy because the work is so like the amount of work you have to do if you do something you enjoy it just feels so different it just doesn't feel like an amount of work it doesn't feel like the same stress and same pressure on you um, or if you have if you're in some sort of uh, groups in your spare time, you know, if you organize yourself in church or in some kind of hobbies, you know, if you are um, tutoring kids or um, involved in some kind of sports, so just do the stuff, do the stuff you like. You know, you only, I mean, you have this lifetime to enjoy, really. You have this lifetime to enjoy this life. There is this idea out there that suffering is good I personally from my own guidance from my own experience thinks this is like the biggest lie on our planet <laughs> that we need to go through suffering no no we do not have to go through suffering we do not have to go through suffering to grow it is I mean we are growing yes we can grow a lot through difficult experiences um, we are growing through looking at our shadow sides but that doesn't always have to do with suffering and we have all right all right in the life here to select the things uh, that we enjoy you know and to do the things we enjoy and if you feel something just becomes a burden you know even if you invite people over and you feel like no but you know I just want to uh, have a quiet night at home just don't do it take the liberty of not doing it and just free yourself from the expectations that you might have on yourself or other people might have on you you know because what does it matter what other people think of you this is your life <laughs> this is your life you know you really are the one who can enjoy this life and should enjoy this life to the fullest And just recognize that everything in life comes at the right time. It happens at the right time. And one other thing I wanted to mention that can help us going slow is instead of trying to control everything in life, we can simply start to listen to our messages and listen to our soul guidance. Because when you start listening to your messages and soul guidance, you move with flow. And you realize there is absolutely nothing, nothing that needs controlling. There is no, like life is actually um, smooth, like it's a smooth ride. You know, it can be really 
just a smooth ride yeah, where everything falls into place because the universe is um, so helpful. The universe wants to help you. Really, the universe is here to assist you. You come here, you are on your mission, you are on your soul path and the universe wants to help you. And when you start listening to your messages, you will see like, wow, things just start to fall into place and I don't have to do anything, really nothing, apart from taking action on my messages. Um, and then just things happen by themselves and you don't need to control things and you don't need to try so hard to achieve stuff or do stuff. Stuff is just coming into your life anyway. And that is, anyway, a beautiful way of living your life by just going with your messages and going with the flow that life has created for you. Because if you like it or not, a lot of the, a lot of the things that happen to us have already been decided <laughs> and have already been set up for us before we came into this experience on earth. And of course, we have free will here. But I tell you, it's so much harder to fight against your soul path um, with your free will than just to go, go with the flow and go with ease with it and um, just trust, trust that the universe will, um, will provide for you. And that is, um, yeah, that is another thing is obviously when you go away or when you step away from focusing so much on your achievements and what you have to do and this sometimes can be yeah there's another point actually I wanted to talk about is to um, learn really about your fears because a lot of things that drive us in this lifetime are our fears and there's some universal fears that all of humans have one of them is to fall because we are standing on two feet and I think this just falling brings us back into this four extremity being and this is something we fear and the other thing is being alone because we are herd animals we are meant to be with others and live with others and engage with others so being alone is a big fear and apart from these two universal fears you have your personal fears and they are very individual for everybody and it's not just like uh, that everybody, everybody's always saying, oh, yeah, the fear of death, you know. But it's not that everybody has this as their personal fear. For instance, I I personally don't have a fear of death, um, but I do have some other personal fears. And a good indication or a way how you can figure them out because they are in the subconscious. So they're like, if you have this iceberg model and then you have everything you see about yourself, you know about yourself is above water. And then you have this big, 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 big <laughs> part of the iceberg that's below the water, that's in your subconscious, that's driving you, that's impacting you, and um, you don't see that. One of the good ways how to find out about your fears is to look at your birth chart, look at astrology. And astrology actually, um, us moving into a more advanced more conscious civilization really means that astrology is becoming a much much larger part of everyday life and of our knowledge because astrology was always in every advanced civilization in the galactics as well as here on our planet that we had 
astrology knowledge of astrology was um, such an everyday part of life and was just there so i really recommend that you look at your birth chart look at where saturn stands because saturn is the planet of fear and in the house that saturn stands and also um the a planet that is um ruling that house can show you the themes that your fear is about and these fears they are driving you they are actually pushing you sometimes to be so active and to go for your achievements. And one of these fears can be, for instance, to not be recognized. And if you fear that you're not being recognized, right, you're going to work hard. You're going to work hard to be an overachiever, to always do things correctly, to do things good. You're going to put a lot of effort into your work. You're going to do a lot. <laughs> you want to achieve a lot. You're going to, um, yeah, you're going to just you have a real, you might have a tendency to overwork yourself um, to the disadvantage of your health. And simply recognizing that you have that fear doesn't mean we have to fight because really with um, these emotions, you know, sometimes they get such a bad rep like fear and anger. And no, we don't have to fight these emotions. You know, we have to learn how to, in a healthy way, just um, befriend and live with these emotions, you know, and not let them become, um, not let them run us, not to let them become too big, but so still recognizing we have them. And if you recognize, for instance, you have that fear of not um, feeling recognized, you can then look at the decisions you're making and you can then um, go and say, okay, am I now deciding out of this fear? Or am I actually deciding out of, I love this um, this work, I want to, this project I want to engage in, you know? Or do I do just, do I just do this out of fear? And when you then really recognize that, you can work with that. You know, you can work with the fear. You can acknowledge the fear and you can say, you know what? Yes, I do want to put a, something great out there, but I still can take my time for it, right? I can put something great out there in 10 years and go slower with it rather than doing it in two years you know but I'm still gonna put something great out there because this is just who I am you know I'm I'm hardworking I'm smart I'm good with this like I know I can achieve that anyway but I don't have to overwork myself and you can quickly see when you are you can be more alert to the fact that you might overwork yourself because you want recognition and then again you can also go in and say you know what as I said inner kingdom the recognition you're really craving is actually the one you have to give to yourself so you can start to become just really nice and really gentle to yourself and you can say well you know i'm good enough already i'm just good enough by being me with all the great and the bad parts but i'm good enough and you can really work with those concepts to dampen a little bit the influence those fears have on you so yes that was another thing <laughs> i wanted to give to you so this is wow one hour <laughs> this has been a much longer podcast than i thought it would be but i do hope it helped you so let's recap again the big message to all of us is to go slow and now you need to brainstorm how can you do this in your personal life some of the ideas that i gave you are 
Firstly, go with the natural rhythm of the seasons. So now spring, great time to be active, summer, great time active, autumn, winter, we slow down again. It takes time. The second is uh, acknowledge that we have an acceleration of time and that you can and you need breaks from this amount of speed we are having. You need breaks also in terms of stimulation, so breaks away from uh, devices, from phones, and sometimes just really sitting on the couch doing nothing. Other uh, big theme was working on your um, perception of achievement. How much is that driving you being busy all the time? Your need to achieve things and your fears what are your fears actually in the background running your busyness of life and that again can be very different there could be a fear again of being alone right that's why you're constantly meeting people um, or it could be another fear but work with your discover your fears work with your fears to see while you are sometimes getting yourself honored to a treadmill <laughs> and just running 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 and trying to do so much the other thing is recognize that you are enough. You are totally enough. You are beautiful in yourself. There's nothing you have to prove and nothing you have to do. It is much more important how you are, how you be, than really what you do in the end of the day. And then recognize that greatness takes time and that you can take your time and that you have a full life a life of hopefully like 80 90 even up to 100 years you know that you are here on this planet and that you don't have to achieve everything in your early 20s and that everything has a natural rhythm to life so usually you know when we are young we are we are just trying ourselves out we are learning a lot and then a lot of people only become very self-aware in their 30s and yeah between 30 and 40 that's where they really start to um, look at like who are they really themselves what is driving them how much are they enjoying their work really that's where a lot of people start they get into the midlife crisis right they start changing um, jobs because they're realizing well there must be more to life than just what I'm doing here so recognize that there is a natural progression in our life and that you can take time to do this and that a really a lot of people who are very accomplished are in their 70s or 80s and if you want to <laughs> still be full of life in your 70s and 80s and still want to do the things you love and be creative you need to take it a bit slower before <laughs> so you don't burn up by 50 and just you know allow yourself breaks and uh, trust develop the last thing i want to recommend to you is in order to go slow you need to develop trust into the universe really listen to your messages trust your messages the universe is guiding you the universe is bringing everything to your life at the right time and the universe is looking out for you so yes <laughs> Have a lovely day. I hope this was inspiring for you and uh, take your time slow. Bye. If you would like to learn more, sign up to my Facebook or Instagram account and check out my services on TaoWisdom.info.